from the Immigration Coalition. Bienvenidos and welcome to The Balance. Hey everyone, welcome to the Balance Podcast by the Immigration Coalition. I'm so thankful that you are joining us. My name is Rondell Trevino. And uh, this episode, uh, we'll be talking about uh, and asking the question, the border wall construction, should we support this cause? Uh, with, with much debate on whether or not a border wall should be built along the southern border, it's important to ask, is the border wall being built at all? And the answer is yes. Uh, both Republican and Democratic Congress signed a spending bill on December 20th, of 2019 that includes setting aside $1.5 billion to help build a wall in certain areas along the southern border. And currently there has been a little little over 90 miles built, but most of it has, has been used to replace border fencing that currently exists and needs augmenting on federal land in California and Arizona. When it comes to establishing uh, a new wall, ground has already been broken on a short stretch in Texas in the Rio Grande Valley, and eight miles of the border wall is expected is expected to be built, which amounts to $167 million in cost. It's very expensive. The wall is built, building, being built at least to a certain extent. So the question is, should we support the, the construction of the border wall as Christians? Uh, before I answer this question, I just want us to understand a few things. First, I think it's important for us to understand that we that that submitting to the governing authorities and obeying the laws of the land are important. Romans chapter thirteen, verse one through seven. Uh, I don't, I don't, I personally don't want the laws to be broken, nor do I want immigrants, migrants, or asylum seekers to cross the border uh, into the United States undocumented. Now, with this comes a lot of complexity. And although I believe we should be against anyone coming to the United States undocumented, at the very same time, we do have a deeply broken immigration system that has caused an immigration court backlog exceeding one million cases and immigrants who have to wait years to get a green card. For example, immigrants in all categories of an application must wait on average five years and eight months for a green card. Filipino siblings of an adult U.S. citizen who applied for green cards in 2018 have waited more than 23 years. They originally entered the line for green cards in 1995. Just behind them are, Philip, are F3 Filipino and Mexican adult married children of U.S. citizens who each waited more than 22 years for their green cards. In other words, oftentimes why, why immigrants come undocumented it's not so much because they want to, it's just because they can't trust the system and they don't have they they don't have 22 years or 5 years and 8 months to wait f to feed their children and to live a safe life. So it's very very complex when it comes to this. The immigration system is deeply broken. And although I believe it's wrong to come to the United States undocumented, we also must show deep mercy and compassion for those immigrants who do come because they don't trust the current processing times of green cards that take an average of at least five years and eight months. For a family who might be facing persecution, gang violence, trafficking, and with zero economic growth in these countries, waiting five years and eight months is literally a death sentence. Not for all, but for many immigrants. 
And I haven't even gotten to into the suffering immigrants face in Latin American countries in detail. This is just one of the issues. So we have to show deep compassion and mercy for those seeking to come to the country and those who do come undocumented. Even though it's wrong, we must understand that there is also a broken system. It doesn't give them license to do so. But when they come, we shouldn't say, oh, you need to get in line or you need to go back. We need to find a way to love them and to care for them. Um, I believe we should be against immigrants coming uh, undocumented, but we should also understand that the immigration system, again, is deeply broken. And in many ways, especially um, by the, the Trump administration's efforts, the system is against immigrants, migrants and asylum seekers coming to the United States documented and through seeking asylum legally, which is U.S. law. Um, we must uphold obeying the law of the land show mercy and compassion for undocumented immigrants and advocate for immigration reform that's compassionate to immigrants and respectful of the law. And in many ways, this means advocating for laws to be changed in a bipartisan way that shows compassion and love to immigrants. Second, we must understand that keeping out drug trafficking is an important task to accomplish. In the fiscal year of 2019, a total of 851,508 individuals were apprehended between ports of entry along the southern border. In the fiscal year of 2018, it was a total of 396,000 individuals who were apprehended between ports of entry. There was a tremendous increase in 2019. In 2019, drug seizures at the southern border consisted of 89,207 cocaine seizures up up from 51,000 in 2018, 5,427 heroin seizures, uh, 289,529 marijuana seizures, 68,585 um, <clears throat> methamphetamine seizures, and 2,545 uh, uh, fentanyl seizures. There were also 976 apprehensions by gang affiliation. There's drug trafficking occurring at ports of entry and along the southern border. So this cannot be ignored, right? So we do need, in a way, uh, structures and barriers in order to keep out the specific drugs and human trafficking. Now, we're not going to do this, though, so that we can keep out all immigrants and migrants. We still, when we focus on keeping out the drugs and the human trafficking, this will also allow us to, to hopefully focus on migrants and immigrants seeking asylum legally and showing compassion to, to them. Third, we must understand that human trafficking must be stopped. When it comes to human trafficking, it's important to note that it accounts for as much a, a much smaller portion of trafficking in the U.S. than popular believed, accounting for less than 10% of cases. This figure is derived from the Justice Department statistic that 50% of trafficking victims in the U.S. are U.S. citizens or legal permanent residents. Um, and the statistic says that 79% of victims born outside of the U.S. entered the country using legal ports of entry. In other words, accounting for U.S. nationals and foreign nationals entering through legal ports of entry, the overlap between the two crimes resides in the remaining 10% of cases. All that being said, the southern border is still a very dangerous place. Vulnerable immigrants, migrants, and asylum seekers who agree to be smuggled, whether they are trafficked or not, are often subjected to violence. According to a White House press release, they said nearly 70% of migrants traveling to the United States are victims of violence. 
since Mexico is the most frequent source country for foreign nationals uh, identified through the National Human Trafficking Hotline, data suggests that the nexus of human smuggling and human trafficking, though possibly less than 10% of cases, does center around the southern border. In other words, human trafficking and migrant, uh, migrant smuggling is happening at the southern border. And it can be linked, for example, through the high cost demands by smugglers. They'll charge $12,000 a person for the journey across the border, leaving poor migrants vulnerable to a type of trafficking called debt bondage. This type of trafficking occurs when migrants agree to work off debt they have accrued. Traffickers then continue to compound interest and other charges to what appears to be a simple employment agreement, trapping victims in, a, in, a, in an exploitative cycle of debt and forced labor. Here's the thing. Even if migrants manage to pay the smugglers fees, they, there have been cases where they, are, they still end up in the hands of kidnappers across the border and they are trafficked. I heard a story the other day with a care coordinator who is, is specifically working with immigrants in uh, a, a specific city here in the country. And uh, she has cases upon cases of smugglers who have brought migrants and immigrants across the border, telling them they're going to give them a better life. And when they pay them all of this money, they they take them to a, ho uh, a hotel and they're trying to shut down this hotel and they take them to a hotel and they throw them into a room with 10 or 15 men and they are abused over and over from these men. And so you have, and one of the reasons why this does happen because the care, care coordinator told me that it's easier to human traffic undocumented immigrants because they don't have documentation in the United States. So whatever happens to them, you can't trace them. And so this is happening in cities. This is happening along the Southern border oftentimes. And we don't even have really the numbers on it because they're undocumented. And so it's happening oftentimes to immigrants in our country, migrants in our country, asylum seekers in our country. And it's very, very dangerous. Um, and I don't think this is talked about enough when it comes to human trafficking and the correlation it has with immigrants and migrants and asylum seekers. And it's sad. Um, so with the numbers on the southern border apprehensions and human trafficking and smuggling, uh, I believe it's no secret that border security is needed to be established. Um, most people argue against this. However, the debate exists on whether we need a border wall or need only to invest in drones and better technology. And there are good hearted Christians who disagree on what's a better choice and investment. And this is OK. But here's my take. I firmly believe we need a multifaceted approach to border security that implements a, a barrier or wall in needed places augments the physical barriers we already have with better infrastructure and invest in better technology such as drones, etc., at ports of entry and along the southern border to holistically secure the border so that we can protect those who are being smuggled and going to human trafficking so that we can protect those who are uh, trafficking drugs um, across the border and we can protect Americans, but also uh, be able to focus on migrants and immigrants trying to come here because they really have a problem and they do deserve to be in the United States. And while this is established, we can show even more compassion to those who really deserve to be here. And we'll also be able to, to consider their claims quickly or accept or reject efficiently. Um, 
so yes, we should support, I believe, the construction of a barrier or wall if, here's the big if, if the Trump administration is building it to keep out human and drug trafficking by smugglers and cartels, not to keep out all immigrants, migrants, and asylum seekers from getting into the United States, especially those who qualify and wish to come legally. Sadly, however, my fear, and as we see, is the administration is building a wall for the wrong reasons, not just to keep out, keep out human trafficking and drug trafficking, but to keep out all people, to keep out everyone. There was just recently an article on NPR where migrants, uh, thousands of migrants from Honduras were coming to seek asylum in the United States, and now they can't even get past Mexico. Um, and I just feel like this is a travesty. I feel like uh, it is U.S. law for migrants to seek asylum at the U.S. Um, U.S.-Mexico border, and I believe we should allow them to do so because it is legal and it is U.S. law. Um, and it's just sad that we have, even though we haven't ha built an entire wall along the southern border, there has been an invisible wall built through policies that are keeping out all migrants and immigrants uh, and asylum seekers from seeking asylum legally. And that is where it's wrong. If we want to keep out drug trafficking, and human trafficking, then we should build a wall or barrier and augment different areas so that we can keep those out. But that we shouldn't do it in a way where we're, where we're keeping out those who want to seek asylum legally. We should allow them to do so and allow them to state their story and state their claim um, because they're creating an image of God. And there are a lot of things that they face in their own countries um, where they deserve to at least be cared for and loved. Um, and so... As we as we finish this episode, just think on that. It's important for us to understand these three things. Um, but as we're wrestling through why should why or why not the border wall should be built, um, my hope is that we're doing it for the right reasons to love Americans and to keep out the human and drug trafficking and to not uh, exploit immigrants and migrants and asylum seekers. But only if we're doing it for good reasons, not the way that I believe we're doing it right now to keep out all immigrants, migrants, and asylum seekers, because that's wrong. Blessings. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, we are just so thankful that you support and listen to us. If you want more information, please reach out to my Twitter at Rondale underscore Trevino or the Immigration Coalition's Twitter, uh, the Immigration Coalition's Facebook, and our website at the Immigration Coalition. Dot com. Thank you so much and blessings.